0: all right well thank you for making the drive up here yeah from uh st augustine yeah man up to jacksonville your home, old turf yeah yeah not this area
1: but uh close close yeah
0: you uh yeah wh- what area were you living in
1: so we lived in the wife and i lived in Bartram park uh for about a year and before that we lived in um over by ikea
0: so yeah like played, towns yeah, in the area. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah it's huge uh old
0: old friend of mine when we were still in the military lived there okay yeah okay cool very cool and uh you're supposed to ride today right yeah you didn't did you, you didn't <laughs> get to. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah thanks for calling me out <laughs> <laughs> well uh i went i went running this morning and the uh, it was dumping for a third of it and i was like oh man i wonder if matt's gonna go riding because <laughs> <laughs> what mean, time did you go I started running at, like, 6.55, probably. Oh,
1: okay. So, like, the group that I normally ride with, they leave at 8 a.m.
0: Oh, that's not so, that bad, actually. No, it's not that bad. Because um, some of them are, like, some of them are rolling by the time when I'm running. Like, some of them leave at 7. Yeah. Which is pretty early for, like, a bike ride because you need a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it depends on how far they're going to go. Yeah. Versus, like, like we, we really don't. That group that I ride with doesn't really... uh try go that far um like, like what's
0: like a typical ride length then for you
1: they do like 50 on like that's saturday far
0: like 50 to 60 that's pretty good yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's like two and a half hours or so they average ride right around 20 which is like you know and it's a
0: like in a group for 50
1: miles that's good but in a big group with it's like 15 the, yeah. 20 people like that's like a you know
0: not that bad of a ride. No, no 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 well yeah and a lot of people don't realize like group riding makes it so much easier like to oh, go yeah. and do 20 miles per hour for 50 miles by yourself is i don't know what the percentage would be but it'd be significantly harder
1: yeah i mean you know if if you want to get into it i can get a little nerdy with it um like wattage right so like how many watts you can produce obviously it varies like person to person uh-huh. like you being a bigger guy than i you could probably put out more wattage but like the power to weight anyway um like the last ride i did we did 56 miles and we averaged almost 21 miles an hour mm. i only put out 120 watts which oh, is whoa. like nothing yeah that's not in the a grand lot. scheme of like power like i mean in order for me to in order for me to have done that by myself i probably would have had to average like 200 200 plus watts at least almost i mean almost double
0: the distance the amount of watts right so i mean
1: like the amount of energy that you're out you're putting out is obviously significantly less um which is why you know if you look at like the tour or any other like any race at all yeah they're always they always try to be
0: in groups well and i think also there's a, a sense of camaraderie and community when you ride in a group that just makes it more fun than just going out there by yourself and doing it it can it can yeah i mean it depends so like it depends on what you're wanting to get out of it
1: right you know if you're looking to like kind of escape a little bit yeah. then obviously <laughs>
0: which the bike is good for yeah yeah Cause Cause i mean popping the headphones and you go. know a lot
1: of times i feel like i'm a little kid again mm-hmm. you know go for your bike ride yeah get out there and do
0: your thing well and you can uh... cover so much ground too mm-hmm. like you can see so many different places just on one bike ride and it's not like fun. running
1: where like you just yeah. beat the crap out of your knees yeah. by the way i didn't ask you but am i allowed to curse on this podcast yeah yeah okay. yeah fuck yeah
0: <laughs>
1: um i was gonna say you
0: gonna have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> um no but that that uh knee poundage is definitely something that i'm having like because right now i'm trying to just run a ton of miles mm-hmm. that's it's just have a really strong endurance base for the run so last week i did 60 miles and this week i did 56 like this morning i ran a half yeah um yeah, and fuck that. <laughs> um, it felt pretty good. The The, uh, the rain helped me get through it. it. It was weird. Like, I love running in the rain, so that, like, yeah. mentally helps me get through it, but I'm definitely... Uh, are you doing, like, a... Are you training for something? No. No. Oh, I mean, I... Okay. Part of me is... You just want to be fucking jacked? <laughs> which doesn't happen by running. S- <laughs> Stud. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> well, now that I want to get into hunting, I think that is kind of a driving force in yeah, my yeah. training because to Can do you it follow correctly, Cameron Haynes. Oh, I think he's the coolest guy on the planet. Oh my God. <laughs> we could talk about him all day long, all day long. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's superhuman.
0: Yeah. He, so he is kind of motivating to me Yeah, and seeing the way he's doing it is how I would like to do it. Cause his whole theory behind his training is he wants to be in the best shape possible. Um, because if he's gonna take an animal's life he wants to do it clean pack it out yeah pack pack it it out as
1: much as he possibly can and right some of those he owes it to the animal right and some of those shots that he takes i mean like he i don't know if he would ever describe himself as like super good at like stalking but right um you know i've watched some of his stuff and he's always talking about like you know i don't take a hunt i don't actually take a hundred yard bow shot to kill something i do this so that i know that at 50 yards at or 40 yards, yards or 40 or 20 or whatever i'm able to get to it nail I'm, it i'm definitely going to take that animal right. down as peacefully as h- possible
0: right because you want to do it with causing as little harm to the animal as possible you want them to go quickly mm-hmm. and um yeah, yeah and endurance is a big part of that being i don't have a low heart rate be able to handle hiking those miles carrying mm-hmm. that weight so i've started doing like rucking mm-hmm. um like a buddy of mine who got me so into- why you got
1: those boots out there
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um my buddy got me into that and, uh, I'm sorry uh, for your back. Yeah. Well, so I just ordered a, like a nice hunting pack that, um, actually has a really good hip belt and like a frame. So it should support mm-hmm. it better and not hopefully not wreck me. Um, but so I think the miles and the running is just to kind of prepare me for that from a physical standpoint and, a a mental standpoint, because when you say, oh, I'm going to go run 13 or 15 miles in the morning. I mean, part of you is gonna be like, "No, don't do it." But mm-hmm. you, your body doesn't want you to do it, and it's like, "Oh, like this is hard. We should stop." But then, when you overcome that, I think that's just like really good for you, and like you're just breaking down barriers and building yourself back up.
1: Yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to, um, like, whenever I've trained for anything, I'd always wanted to train. For like whatever like a worst case scenario could be for me because in my mind if I've already done it then like it's easy whatever whatever actually comes my way is not going to be that difficult but I mean you know what they always say like you know you have a you have a plan until you get punched in the face
0: right yeah (laughs) it's like prepare for the the worst hope for the best right that's like it's my whole life mantra yeah it's a great one and uh, I think a lot of people don't do that they just hope for the best and don't ever prepare for the worst mm-hmm. and uh then they get screwed and punched in the face yep metaphorically or literally or literally yeah depending on your literally. position um but how long have you been riding because a lot of people like can't just go and just do like 50 miles you know it's kind of like you mm-hmm. kind of have to build up to that so when when did this whole riding start so
1: <clears throat> i'll give you a little bit of background yeah as you know Matt Eller's uh, athletic prowess, which there is none. Um, (laughs) I grew up swimming uh, as a little kid, and then I quit because, you know, like any little boy, they want to become a basketball star. And at, uh, you know, five foot, I thought I was going to become LeBron James. Although LeBron James wasn't LeBron James when I was a kid. So uh, Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller was big because I'm from Indiana. And, uh, so I quit like during middle school, ran cross country, which by the way, I'm a terrible, terrible runner, uh, <laughs> um, ran cross country in, in high school for like two years. And then I was swimming. Our swim seasons w- were in the winter time. Oh, that's why I'm freshman all the way through senior year for in my... Indiana too. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. But we're indoors. Oh, to remember okay. we're right, indoors. Right. Everything's that's, indoors. That's true. Yeah. You can't do anything out outside yeah you'd be like breaking ice (laughs) um so i did that uh and then like sometime in between like my senior year in high school and like sometime like freshman sophomore year of college i got into triathlon Mm -hmm. so um i don't know if you know who dave scott is Mm -mm. no he's a he's he's his nickname is iron man so, he's, like, a seven-time or six-time, like, Ironman, like, world champion from, like, Kona. Yeah, Like, yeah. during the 80s and 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, super hardcore, like, old-school racer. Right. And he came to, like, our hometown triathlon uh, as, like, a pro host or yeah. whatever. He's, like, in his, he's, like, he was, like, in his 50s at the time. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So, he's, like, well past his prime, but, like, you know, our organization was like oh we should fly him in it'd be really cool and so he was a big swimmer and so i was doing the swim portion of the relay long story short i didn't necessarily fall in love with it like a lot of people say that they fall yeah. in love with it but i was like ah oh, this is cool like you know i'm not good enough to swim in college uh because i'm five foot eight and <laughs> you know unless you're an absolute just monster right you're not gonna swim in college at five foot eight yeah. Not to say that you couldn't, but like... It's very, know, very hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when guys... Ha- I mean, I have a decently sized wingspan for being five foot eight. Yeah. But like, when you've got guys that are like six, six... Right. This just... It, I mean, anatomy comes into it, play... A little and, bit. <laughs> you know, so... What was your event, though? Uh, In swimming? Yeah. So, I was kind of weird. I did a lot of stuff. So, like, my freshman, sophomore year, I was distant. So, I did like 500... Because... That's in what I high did. school it's yeah. 500 is like the longest you right. do age group obviously you can go all the way to the mile mm-hmm. and you can go open water and stuff but uh i did the 500 like my freshman and sophomore year and then i think i also did the 2im at the time so my freshman year we came in me guy that was my best man at my wedding mm-hmm. and like two or three other guys that were freshmen Myself was the only one that had any swimming experience whatsoever. Okay. And my coach at the time, Jeff Thompson, convinced the rest of those guys to, to swim. One guy was my best man was like six foot as a freshman or whatever. Wow. And he was like, he's like, Rob, you should come swim for us. You're uh, really tall and got big hands and big feet, flippers. Yeah. And Rob's like, I play baseball, man. <laughs> and he's like, Fine. I'll do it for, like, conditioning or whatever, I think mm-hmm. is what he ended up deciding to do. And, like, at this point, Rob and I weren't, like, even... I mean, we're friends, but not, like, as close as friends as we are now. Like, he'll, I'll probably make him listen to this podcast. Yeah. And uh, he'll be like,
0: oh, God, I can't believe you brought me up. <laughs> talked about my hands. Yeah, talked
1: about my giant hands. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to bring up his favorite part of the whole story of him, like, getting into swimming. So, he swam freshman year. We all swam our freshman year, and we were like, okay. Like not to my own horn, but I was probably the fastest of our freshmen. Yeah. But like that's not saying anything at all. Okay. <laughs> um. And like there were there was no sophomores, so we had no sophomores uh-huh. in that class in that swim on that swim team. We had a handful of juniors and like two seniors, which I don't know. Yeah, two seniors. One was a diver, and one uh, is actually another guy that was in my wedding. Oh wow! And um, so Rob played baseball. Uh, Was playing outfield or something like that in this little town in southern Indiana, and he like pivots to make a catch and like just completely destroys his knee. And he's like, I'm never playing baseball ever again. So then that's how Rob became a swimmer. (laughs) And Rob actually, I think, might even hold some of our 100 free and 50 free records still. Oh, wow. If not, he's like two, number two, number three, something like that. Because we had a couple guys, we had a couple guys that Jeff. Did the same kind of process with it's mm-hmm. like you're really tall
0: got big hands big feet uh you're super awkward getting the pool that's what like i was with rowing they were like you're really tall as a young i was in eighth grade yeah. and they're like you're really tall you should come row yeah, like, yeah, yeah all right
1: yeah you're, you're you're awkward looking you got big feet big hands <laughs> you're gonna be great and uh so that's kind of what we did for him another and two other kids and i think they literally broke rob's records like each like they were like one year behind each other and i think the i think his name was jordan i think he broke rob's record that next year and then the year before that or the year after that another kid came in and broke broke another record i can't remember who was older but anyway they like broke his records subsequently and uh so that's kind of how we formed our team this is a super long answer i'm sorry it's okay Uh, (laughs) so like I got so then I started doing breaststroke. I was always pretty good at breaststroke, even like as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was kind of like my sophomore year. And then I stopped. I like got really good at air quotes around really good at, <laughs> at the 500 free. I mean, I was like, I think my fastest time was like maybe under five ten, like five eight or something okay. like that. I don't that's know. Faster than mine was. I mean, it was okay, five foot eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. You know, I, I'm gonna chalk up. I'm gonna you know use my height excuses. Um, so then I transitioned over to 200 IM, which I think I did pretty much every, every year for like our sectionals. Right. I never made it a state anything, yeah. but, and then of course I did like the medley relay and yeah. like one of the free relays too and stuff. And, um, and then like my junior year, we figured out that I knew how I could swim butterfly pretty quick. And then, so like my junior year, I started swimming f- hundred fly two IM and then senior year, that's what I swam like pretty much all year round mm. was 200 IM 100 fly which you know I could do the 100 fly but if you asked me to do a 110 fly I would have died <laughs> like I remember that was a cap yeah that was a t- that was a cap 100 period <laughs> um and I remember times when like Jeff would make me go like to an age group swim meet and swim the 200 fly and I'd go out and like like a 59 or like a like a minute like 100 fly uh-huh. and you're like holy crap like this kid's gonna be fast and then i hit that wall on the fourth on like that next turn and it's just uh-huh. like woo, oh, nothing man. nothing totally dead used all my legs all my upper body like you know I, 135 pounds five foot eight yeah like a little scrawny little bitch <laughs> and uh <laughs> by the way i've listened to like oh, Not all your podcasts, but I've listened to quite a few, and I'm pretty sure I've cussed more than all those people combined already. So So I'm sorry to all four of your followers. Um, It's like my parents. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry, Mrs. Wilson and Mr. Wilson. I don't know your son's last name. Um, (laughs) My wife asked me that today. She was like, "What's Wilson's last name?" And I'm like, "Haynes." I don't.
0: I don't. I don't know Wilson, <laughs> who who cares about last names now? They're, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> so, um, so athletic prowess still going here. Yeah. Uh, so this is high school. So this is high school, and then for a very very brief amount of time, and I don't want like anybody to think that like I had any sort of intention of like ever becoming a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. But we all as kids, there was know. like a very so a buddy of mine, and I'm not going to say his name um but a a buddy of mine came back from like college and was training with us for a little bit of time and was like i'm gonna go be a navy seal and we're all like yeah that's dope dude cool and then i'm back in my brain i'm going this kid's not a lot bigger than me Mm -hmm. and i was like maybe maybe i could be super cool and become a navy seal and so he actually made it and like Served our country like as a Navy SEAL and did a whole bunch of cool stuff. Now he's doing other really cool stuff.
0: Was he a college athlete or just he just went to college? Dude, he was
1: just the absolute freak of an athlete. Never. I don't, I honestly don't know if he ever was a college athlete or not. Yeah. But he was one of those, like you, you don't hear about a lot of people that are really, really good swimmers and really, really good runners. You're either one or the other. Yeah. And it's an anatomy thing. I'm not a good swimmer. I, I, and I'm, I don't know this, so don't fact check me internet. <laughs> um, but I think it's an anatomy thing. So I have long torso, short legs. So I'm kind of like built to be a swimmer. No, I, Whereas like I, runners yeah. have like this long, these mm-hmm. long legs, short totally. torso, or like more of a, like a normal anatomy.
0: Well, and also people who are really good swimmers, their joints cannot handle it. So it's really hard for them to run yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah. So, so like, that's ent- also a big factor. So basically
1: <laughs> my entire life, from like sixth grade until 2018, I have forced myself to be a runner. Hmm. And I'll explain why. Yeah. Um triathlon was a lot of it. But so this guy came in and was like, I'm gonna be a SEAL. And I'm like, that's cool. So then that that kind of got the bug of like, yeah, maybe I could be a SEAL too. And then that quickly got squashed. Why? Um, a lot of reasons. One, like my parents my parents wanted me to go to college. Okay. Uh, I was cool with that. Um, You know, I don't want to say that like, it wasn't my idea to go to college, but like, I'm definitely like from my experience, I've definitely become a proponent of college is not for everybody. Yeah. Like there are people that like, you should definitely go to college, but you should, you should definitely get some sort of education outside of high school. High school Mm -hmm. does not prepare us for real life. Like whether that's trade school or like, you know, whatever it is. Right. Like, you should sure. go go do something where like, you gain a skill, and don't become like an unskilled laborer. Um, de- definitely a proponent of that. Um, so, I went to college. Where'd That's you go? Indiana State. Okay. So, same hometown, whatever. Yep. And, so not to get too sappy, but so my first year of of college, I lived with my sister because my sister lost her husband to a drunk driving accident. Mm. Um, he died he died on Mother's Day and was buried on their like six year wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, that's and horrible. left a one month old baby. Oh my god, he's now fourteen, I think. And so, like, I lived with them for the first year, but like, I was training. I was like training a decent amount
0: for triathlon. For
1: triathlon, okay. like at that point, I I decided to start doing triathlon. I was like swimming a lot, yeah, and like running because like I ran all, not all through high school, but like somewhat. And like my brother, my brother-in-law of my other sister is a big runner, so he was like, he's like, if you just figure out how to ride a bike, you could be half decent, yeah, at triathlon. <clears> and I was like, all right, cool. So then I started. I got this old crappy like trek 1000 and like freshman and sophomore year that's what i rode sophomore year i started racing with the cycling team and uh bought a whole bunch of like really weird stuff for my bike and like frankensteined my bike (laughs) and raced that for a year and then i met my Another guy that's in my was in my wedding party, Jerry. He's a bike shop owner in Terre Haute, and I bought a bike from. That's my so that's my first bike that I bought was from him. Okay, it was a Trek 2.3 that I still have today. That's my trainer bike because I crashed it. It's got a big huge dent on the top too from a crash. Oh my gosh. And uh, so I just ride the crap out of it on my trainer. But um, yeah, so. So, like, my junior year, I was racing-ish. Like, like I was never very good. Okay. So, like, I don't want that to get, like, misconstrued here. Like, I was never good yeah. at any of this You stuff. weren't bad, though. I, no, but, like, I was also one of those people, and I and I still am. Like, and my wife can attest to this. Like, I, my best cycling result of my collegiate career, air quotes, Um <laughs> I went out the night before. I was involved in a uh, sorority fraternity redneck wedding. Mm. So in a fraternity. And I might have had one or two uh, alcoholic beverages. I was of age. Um, <laughs> I was super old, by the way. I graduated high school at 19. Um, I, think I held back when I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, man, this explains a lot. This, this podcast might be more than an hour, by the way. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Okay. Uh, so, so then after that, so like I shaved my head into a mullet. Like I have all these pictures on wow. Facebook because this wasn't like Facebook was like super cool oh, to like right, yeah. carry around like a camera yeah. and like take pictures of everything, like not on your phone because like we mm-hmm. had flip phones. Right. So this is pre like smartphone or like pre like bef- people having the ability to get a smartphone. Yeah. And so I did the, I shaved my head into a mullet, got married, fake married to a, uh, a girl for like redneck purposes. Yeah. I'll show you all the pictures later. It's okay. hilarious. And got, Oh, had a little, a couple more drinks after sure. that. Yeah. And proceeded to then wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to drive to like, like three hours away in like Northern Indiana and like i didn't drive like our coach drove us and like the couple other guys were there or whatever (laughs) and i slept the whole way massive probably still drunk honestly (laughs) and got like second place wow (laughs) (laughs) with a mullet and a mustache by the way i had a mustache i forgot about that i mean it was so bad but so like that's kind of like my story of like my athletic career and there's like another story that will really work into this too but like you know so then uh it's like my senior year of college and i decide after four years of college that i hate teaching so i went to school to become an elementary school teacher okay decided that i hated it um for lots of different reasons i was really struggling with school which makes a lot of sense now why i was struggling i mean i wasn't interested in what i was doing yeah I also have this weird thing where like if somebody tells me that I'm going to be really good at something, I'm like, no, hmm. I'm not. And then like, I'm not. It's the super weird thing where like if somebody, because people would always say, oh, you're such a good teacher or you're such a good whatever. Right. Like it would like unmotivate me to to do something. Is that an security thing or? No idea. Hmm. No clue. Never talked to anybody about it. I mean, like. I've talked to about it before, yeah, yeah. but like not like to like a professional. Right. And been like, Hey, what's this? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, it's probably something to do with your, you know, mother or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. And so, uh, I've always been really good at like people being like, Oh no, you can't do that. And I'd be like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I will do it because mm-hmm. you said I couldn't, but like, I never followed through with anything like that. <laughs> so (laughs) but like it makes a lot of sense though because i think i um you know i pretty much have add and so like and i learned a lot about add and you have like interest-based nervous system yeah and so like if i'm really interested in something like right now pokemon cards for whatever fucking reason yeah i'll get really obsessed with it Hmm. for like a month or two I but think the, I have this problem, by the way. But the second, <laughs> but the absolute second, it's no longer cool for me to do, or like something gets in my way of like wanting to do it, or something. I'm done with it, and I'll never touch it ever again.
0: I have that problem.
1: Yeah, I think my, a lot of us. Do. My
0: parents are going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "Whoop, that's Wilson." Yeah, yeah. Because I go through a lot of phases with stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of us have that issue. But anyway, um, so I decide that I don't want to. Being in school anymore so i'm i'm a swim coach at this point now so i'm coaching at my age group for like my age group like local swim team that mm-hmm. i used to swim for yeah and i did that for like three or four years or whatever and then um did you like that job yeah it was fine yeah i didn't like so being a swim coach is interesting because <laughs> you really only work like three or four hours a day yeah now granted like a lot of swim coaches probably work a lot more because they're working on like workouts and mm-hmm. training schedules and like they're doing like real work excuse me like real research yeah and like trying to better themselves at like their profession and like better their kids and stuff that wasn't you that wasn't me <laughs> No, no, no. I-, I showed up like if practice was at five i was there at like 455 yeah maybe and um so yeah that. It's just the whole thing. Obviously, today I showed up late. <laughs> um, I just have a habitual habit of showing up late things, and so, swim coach. I decided I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a teacher anymore, so I drop out. It's a whole thing. Uh, parents are obviously not very happy about it. They paid for all of my schooling, mm-hmm. like all four years. Like I know, I don't have a single like penny from like student loans or anything. So I'm yeah. very grateful and so i've always had this like like afterwards like until i graduated college again i always had this like really fucked up like sensation of like i didn't fail myself i failed like my family for like paying for it Mm -hmm. so like i've always you know i always wanted to go back to school but like i never really knew like how i wanted to do it or like what i wanted to do or whatever so um i was like fuck it i'm gonna join the navy so like i i i before that though for like the like two years before between like dropping out of college and joining the navy i worked at my buddy's bike shop i was like a year and a half or so maybe Mm -hmm. two years i don't remember and so that's where i worked and i rode a bunch and i by a bunch i don't mean like you know four thousand miles or six thousand miles or whatever it was but like you know rode well over 100 miles a week for sure. like a uh, extended amount of time and like got decent. Right. Decent. Not good, but decent. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to join the Navy. Back to the, I want to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. We saw my, that same guy. And he comes into the shop and he, you know, talking or whatever. And, he,
0: and he's now a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he's okay. a Navy SEAL.
1: Well, so at <clears throat> that point, I think, I think he might've been out. I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember if he was out or like he was like on shore duty or yeah. or whatever it was. Like he wasn't like deploying at the time. Okay. And I don't. I think he was like transitioning out. Okay. Not one hundred percent sure. My memory's not great. Um. And I was like, "Hey," or my buddy was like, "Hey, so and so, this dumbass wants to be a Navy SEAL just like you." And of course, I'm like one hundred and forty-five pounds soaking wet at this point. Yeah. And he's like. you know looking at me like no Mm -hmm. no this is not gonna happen this guy was stabbed like multiple times at a bar before he was a navy seal and like still beat up the guys that stabbed him and then drove himself through the emergency room to get stitched up yeah wow (laughs) Yeah, yeah And that's like not every story of a navy seal but like yeah this dude is a badass like there are a lot of stories of, of people like this yeah. that are like Navy Seals I'm very thankful that they're on our side yeah sure and so <laughs> I was like yeah you know I'm thinking about it and he's like well don't think about it either do it or don't and I was like all right good advice good advice yeah got it uh I was like so what's your like advice other than that and he was like well don't quit he's <laughs> like if you do it don't quit He's like, at some
0: Morgan advice: Do it or don't. Don't quit.
1: <laughs> right, and he was yeah. like, he was like, so I was like, okay, I don't really understand that. You're gonna, you're gonna have to explain this to, <clears throat> to me. I'm not real smart. And he's like, well, here's, here's how it works. At some point, either, like two things happen. Either your body says, "Fuck you, I'm done," and just mm-hmm. quits on its own, or your, your, your mental, your mental capacity quits you quit on yourself okay and he's like so so either one of two things happens either you quit subconsciously or you're just too dumb to quit Hmm. And he's like so really you just hope that you're just too dumb to quit because he's like you're you're in this weird in hell week you're you know you've been up for like 72 hours plus At this point at a lot of you know at the beginning right i mean those guys are up for oh i don't know how long i never i never did it yeah um but a buddy of mine made it to like uh like two day two or three of hell week or whatever and uh like you're you're not sleeping and so your body just like totally gives out on yourself but um sometimes you're just too dumb to quit and your body just keep like you just keep doing whatever it is that you're doing he's like that's just what happened to me he's like i got really lucky and i was just too dumb to quit and i was like yeah i don't think i don't really believe in luck i didn't tell him this but i was like i don't really believe in luck like you put yourself in that position Mm -hmm. to quote be lucky yeah I think luck
0: kind of cheapens it
1: yeah yeah yeah. but you know like there are
0: lucky moments but there's also things that you did do for yourself to get to where you are for sure yeah
1: and i think i think a lot of guys like that and girls for that matter i guess um they like to downplay their accomplishments by saying it's luck. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if you look at what they've done up to that point, all the stuff that nobody hears about, it's not luck. It's just the crap that they do in between that yeah. we don't see. So I try out. So you have to try out for the special warfare programs before you even like can get a contract before you even sign up to join the Navy. That's how it works now. Hmm. And I, First day I go, I'm like, they ask you, they're like, all right, so, you know, what are you, um, what are you here to test for? And I was like, fuck it, SEALs. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, so, and the reason why they ask this is because they have, one, well, they have different standards. Mm-hmm.
0: And like then they also have- physical standards, like yeah, yeah. tests. And, yeah. Yeah,
1: so they have different physical, well, it's the same test, but like different numbers <laughs> you have right. to hit. And then, so the only, di- the only real difference is, uh seal swick eod and diver have to do either breaststroke or the side crawl or side stroke i think is what they call it side stroke um and then rescue swimmers swim freestyle okay and so i was like screw it i'm going for seals so my that's my first shot at it and i mean it like the swim i did really well in yeah sit-ups push-ups pull-ups mile and a half run i no mean problem. like <clears throat> no i mean like i got trounced
0: oh trounced oh but so the swim is the only thing you're yeah at, the okay. swim was, at oh, this okay. point <laughs> this one was the only thing i was good okay at.
1: and i was like i've done triathlons i'm so cool yeah. i can do all this stuff and uh like i mean I, like i like i said i don't have a great memory so i don't remember exactly what i did but like it was painful enough that i was like yeah fuck this uh-huh. and then the guy that is like administering this test is like a 60 year old like og navy seal like yeah. before they were called navy seal like Frogmen, yeah like in vietnam and stuff right and this guy is like he's like all right so um the guys that are you know wanted to be seals he's like uh hang out and we'll work out afterwards and i get done with a mile and a half run and i'm like you guys are gonna work out now and like we all hang out and work out and i'm like what the fuck am i doing here what was the workout it i don't even remember it was like flutter kicks and some yeah. bunch of other like a, it
0: was a circuit yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: but like i'm like what am i doing yeah what am i doing here like i don't belong here and uh and then he's like He's like, all right, if you guys want to come back to my car. And I'm like, oh, this sounds sketchy as fuck. He's like, I got the knots. And I'm like, what? So a part of dive phase is you have to go underwater and be able to tie these n- knots mm. under pressure uh, while someone's messing with your dive stuff. Can't see. You got to do it by hand. It's like a pressure test.
0: So this I- is all happening like the first day?
1: Yeah, this is all day one. Oh, wow. And like, he's, cause like a lot of these people have already gotten contracts and they're like oh, getting okay. ready to ship off. So he's like trying to prep them. Okay. And so like these guys are doing this stuff and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm good. You know, like this is like my first day or whatever. And I'm like, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. So then, uh, I talked to my recruiter and I was like, seals are not my thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's going to work out for me in the seals. <laughs> Or like any of those other cool programs. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got something for you. He's like, you were a good swimmer, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you should be a search and rescue swimmer. And I was like, that sounds dope. He's like, yeah, you should be just like Ashton Ashton Kutcher. And I was like, sick. So then I did it one That's time. one of
0: my favorite movies, by
1: the way. Yeah. <laughs> I did it one time and got selected. Did what one time? The um, Like the test? For yeah, the test. Okay. I don't know what it's called. Right.
0: Our test, like Selection while we were in, test. was
1: called SFT. Um, maybe it was SRT or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Some abbreviations. <laughs> They're all abbreviations. And so I got selected like the first time up and I was like, dope. So then, uh, I left. That was the summer. And then I left, uh, 12, 12, 12. Um, for and then so boot camp whatever go to pensacola do SAR school all this other stuff mm-hmm. and uh and then i get to the fleet and realize oh cool i don't i'm never like nobody has saved somebody on our platform in like 15 years like where you were located no like our community like search and rescue swimmers like up to that point like some like if somebody got a save, it was like every five years. Oh, wow. Like, actually, a buddy of mine ended up getting two. The guy that I, gra- one of the guys <laughs> that I graduated, like FRC, which is like the, uh, where you actually learn like how to fly in a helicopter. Yeah. Uh, he got two saves in Hawaii. And another guy got another, like a third save in Hawaii, like all out there, which is completely unheard of. Huh. And then a the guy that I w- was our, like, one of our, like, assistant instructors or whatever, like, was involved in a pirate conflict and like killed some pirates but like that's it it's like the only cool thing that's ever happened (laughs) i say that and like i hope nobody i hope nobody that i know that's search and rescue someone listens to this because i'm sorry (laughs) but we all know that like our job is cool to an extent but like we're just nerds in the back of a helicopter is what we ended up becoming okay so like we did a lot of like anti-submarine warfare and surface warfare and stuff like that so like we're on a back like on a computer right. and stuff but like we were still like fully star capable and a whole bunch of other like stuff you know shoot guns shoot yeah. a 50 cal out of it shoot a m240
0: out of the helicopter huh. stuff
1: like that so it's a lot i mean don't get me wrong it was a lot of fun so it's different than the coast guard yeah, yeah, yeah for again. sure
0: okay yeah, yeah so they're purely just search and rescue whereas you guys are doing a few different jobs up there in the helicopter yeah and like a lot of
1: and I'm not super familiar with what search or the coast guard does, but I know the difference is this is coast guard is literally guarding the coast. Mm-hmm. So they're like up to a certain mileage. They're like the SAR asset. Right. Whereas we are not. So we, mm. you know, if, if, if we're within X miles of a, a, a sailboat crash or somebody having a hard tack on a sailboat, and they call, like, Coast Guard's still going to come out and take them. Yeah. Because they're way more capable than we are. Okay. Because, like, all those guys, for the most part, I believe, are, like... Um,
0: the, I think they're all EMTs. Yeah, yeah, know. They can, like, administer IVs yeah, and stuff can. like that.
1: Yeah. We're... One of our corpsmen in SAR school described us as a... Um, oh, what did he call us? Like, a... We're just, like, a bus, basically. Hmm. Like, you know i don't know i can't remember what the heck he described it says but it was something like that like you know you're not you're not going to be able to do anything just stabilize them as best you can throw them in the helicopter and like get them to somebody that can actually do something wow Hmm. so did you
0: ever have to do a save no really no and how long were you a rescue swimmer
1: uh five and a half years but i never got to deploy oh okay yeah so i never got to deploy i'd Medical issues. Okay. So I I got out I uh transitioned and worked in a uh for the Jags, which is like the Navy legal. Oh. So I did that for like a year and a half before I got out.
0: So you were in the helicopters though. Yeah. So what does that mean you weren't deployed? What's the difference?
1: So So when you go, when you get done with SAR school and the fleet replacement squadron Mm -hmm. and whatever, then you go to a fleet squadron. So there's like a whole bunch on like on the West Coast and the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And those, those squadrons are attached to either what's considered a small boy, which is like a destroyer or a um, frigate, which I don't think there's frigates anymore. And like another one, I can't remember. Cruiser. Okay. Cruiser. Destroyer and a cruiser and uh or you're on a carrier so like my squadron was attached to a aircraft carrier but you still had like small boys like off like in that like group so you could still fly on those so like anytime that carrier goes out the whole air wing goes with it which includes the sierras which are like the quote sar team um they're like a stripped down they're like a black hawk like, you okay. know what a Blackhawk is? Yep. Yep. So Blackhawk is like a stripped down version of the helicopter I flew in, which is the helicopters that fly o- all over Jacksonville.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: And so, um, yeah, helicopters.
0: <laughs> uh, but you would be in them in the because that's what was one of the reasons with your back, right? That's what kind of... Well, deal- I
1: mean, that's what I always say, but I don't know. I was involved in a car accident uh while i was in the navy yeah so there's that there's the helicopter there's mm-hmm. the vest that we wore um probably me being out of shape So trying of to do yeah. things that i used to do when i was in shape and weighed less mm, okay and it's not even like i was telling a friend it's not even a weight thing for me it's just like where it where the weight is yeah like it's not Distributed right (laughs) in the ways that I'd like it to be distributed. Right. So like the number doesn't scare me. It's just like where that number sits. And so, uh, yeah. So like, oh, I remember where I was going with the carrier thing. Sorry. Um, the so like we're attached to those kind of things. So we deploy like over to like the Middle East. Right. So like they'll go over to like the Gulf of Arabia or whatever the heck it's called and uh do their deployments over there or they'll do like a mediterranean deployment or like a baltic deployment or Mm -hmm. one of those type of things and so like we're attached to those okay whereas like coast guard is literally on the coast now they do have like assets that go out farther like that deploy yeah i don't know what they do i'm assuming that they just like hang out on like an ocean cutter and just Mm -hmm. do their thing i don't i have i don't know (laughs) at this point, i'd be totally guessing yeah um but those guys get all the saves because one they're way more capable than we were and two like they just had well they had a lot more training than us Mm -hmm. so you know we took we did like a six week like our SAR school is like six weeks long
0: was it hard no really yeah that's not hard at all what was the hardest part about it um the mile and a half run <laughs> w- waking up in the morning dude let me put it this way and when this is time- not at all how i thought this, like you talking about this is gonna go by the way no no, no. it's so funny
1: yeah well like i don't want like people to get the wrong idea that yeah. like you know because a lot of a lot of guys in our our community like to pretend that we're like special warfare that's kind of what i thought yeah yeah no we're not special warfare oh, i appreciate your honesty I mean, like, technically, I. And, like, I'm sure some internet troll, if they find this, will correct me. Maybe, yeah. I believe we're a part of special warfare, technically, uh-huh. but we're not, like, so. We're not under, like, SOCOM. Okay. We're still under, like, the fleet. Gotcha. So. Um, what was training
0: like then for this specific job? So,
1: like,. You, you got up in the morning and you, like, walked a mile in uniform down to, like, SAR school. Okay. So, and let me back up a little bit. This is how easy SAR school was. And I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> minimize, like, my accomplishments and other people's accomplishments. Yeah. And all that kind of jazz. But, like, I never really found it that difficult because of the the life that I had led up to that point
0: okay it's all about perspective yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: but like i had a car on base and you, you could have a car but like anyway everybody would always go to breakfast in the morning uh-huh. and i would just walk out to my car and grab these things called chocolate pandas <laughs> they're little like, cookies okay and they're a little like graham cracker like filled with chocolate and they yeah. look like pandas chocolate pandas okay and i'd have a coke that was I'd your eat chocolate pandas and a coke And that's what I would eat for breakfast. (laughs) Like all these other guys would like go to wake up early, go to breakfast. And I'd like barely wake up in enough time to like run to my car, (laughs) grab these things, drink or eat it, drink and eat it. And then walk down to Sars school. Like sometimes I'd be like popping chocolate pandas in my mouth. That's (laughs) why we were walking. And then I'd like take snacks and stuff, obviously. Yeah. I've never been a breakfast person, nor have I ever been a morning person. So we'd like walk down there, do their thing. And, um, and then we'd usually do like a run with like, um, uh, some sort of like PT. Mm-hmm. So like flutter kicks, push ups, squats, lunges, stuff like that. You do that in the morning. This is in like July. So like you really had to get there like super early. Otherwise it'd get black flagged, which is like s- when it's super hot and humid and you can't, like, it's just not safe to be outside. Mm-hmm. Seals don't stop training when it's that time so there's there's um number one and none of the other programs stop when it's hot either Yeah, and war doesn't stop when it's hot and like life doesn't stop when <laughs> things get difficult so
0: um i was thinking about this morning while i ran when it was dumping rain like yeah. it was it felt like 50 caliber bullets falling and i was like Life doesn't stop when it rains. Yeah, yeah
1: life doesn't stop. Nobody yeah, cares. I'm gonna keep running. Campaigns. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody cares. Just work harder. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody gives a shit. Just it, keep going. It's a great quote. I know, right? Um, so you do that, and then you go to lunch, and then you come back, and you swim, mm-hmm. and like the swim. I mean, the swim wasn't like a total joke. Yeah. But like, cause and the only reason why it wasn't a total joke is because. You're wearing a wetsuit, uh, like a mask, snorkel, a fins. vest, these big, huge, like thick fins. Those fins are nuts. Because they're made to, to handle the drop, right? No, Well, yeah, but they're mostly, the reason why they're so thick is to um, to be able to uh, haul somebody. So, like, if you have these big, wispy fins, like... Yeah. Uh, like scuba divers have right. or like the spear fishermen have yeah. or whatever you wouldn't generate enough power because they're too flexible this is too flexible or like speed step. fins that like swimmers yeah. use and um, you would wear
0: boots with them too correct yeah like booties yeah yeah not like boots but okay. like booties but like that's just like, another like, uh, thing on your foot
1: yeah yeah, and it like restricts your flexibility of mm-hmm. your ankle too so like that was definitely challenging in like my regard of like never swimming with like a mask and snorkel and like Mm -hmm. not having that turn and like all the crap that's on you. So that was like slightly challenging, but I mean like, would you swim like two
0: hours, two and a half hours? No,
1: like maybe an hour. I don't know. I honestly have no idea, but it wasn't that bad. Like the worst part that people always struggled with. And I guess my buddy, that's a star instructor. Now they struggle with it. Now is underwaters. So like you have to go underwater with all that stuff on and make it all the way underneath. Now, Mm -hmm. when we were there, there was no rule that you couldn't come up and, like, take a breath. There wasn't anything that the instructors could do. But now, it's, like, a graded evolution. So, like, if you can't stay underwater for a 25, like, you get get pulled and rolled. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how many times you have to do it, but, like, I'm sure it's not just once. But, like, you know, but yeah so i mean like this one was fine and it was all right yeah like it wasn't anything like like i probably couldn't go there right now i mean i probably could but i'd get hurt right i could do the six weeks i'd get hurt for sure okay um because of the shape that i'm in especially the running portion yeah i'd definitely get hurt but i could definitely do it okay interesting because i never felt like it was like that hard
0: yeah I uh, I always wanted to be a rescue swimmer when I was a kid, but uh, I think I've told you this, I'm colorblind, Yeah. so it immediately uh, disqualifies me, but I was uh, I was a counselor at a summer camp in North Carolina, and we had a lake, and part of the lake, it was like, had wooden borders, so it actually would make squares, and it would make like pools, but the water is still brown and murky and stuff, mm-hmm. so if there was ever a kid- Is this in Florida? No, no, it's in uh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like alligators. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so we had snapping turtles on them but um yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> um but if a kid nobody would, cares <laughs> nobody cares worker if a kid would go missing cuz they would count the kids at the end of the swims and stuff mm-hmm. we would have to do a thing called a sisto system, a systematic search so you everyone have to line up you'd have to dive down like with your heels against the wall <sighs> and then go down to the bottom and swim across the bottom and then everyone has to come up in a perfect line if someone if you didn't make your pull as we called it like, if you didn't get to halfway point, they would have to yell. Everyone have to come back and then systematically go under the water searching for a kid at the bottom of the lake. And it was, like, a super sketchy thing because you can't really see anything. So you're kind of going just by feel and hoping that the guy next to you is not going off his line and, like, staying straight. Right. So we would have to do training for this. And it was probably, a tw- it was probably, like, a 25-yard length. Mm-hmm. And so... We, like a few of us, some people didn't really take it seriously, but a few of us would practice and like, I would get to the point where I could do down and back one breath, Mm the 50 yards underwater swimming. And, uh, that stuff's hard. It's, it's hard, but it's, uh, it's cool when you can like be able to do that. So, yeah, there's,
1: um, there's a lot of research done on like how you can hold your breath and like, it's not. <clears throat> it's not necessarily like a lung capacity thing it's like a mental capacity
0: well it's dealing with the carbon monoxide buildup in you yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and that like that feeling that you get where your body starts to like retch yeah and like but you're not even close to be done no 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 you're yeah. not even yeah yeah not even close no, not even close. nowhere near um but that's all like free diving training too, yeah yeah, essentially. yeah so like i'd never done any of that kind of stuff yeah i mean i'd done like you know i knew that like when i was training to be a navy seal yeah um i would do like 50 underwater right with a flip turn and stuff because they have to do that kind of stuff Uh and so like that's the kind of training that i was doing but i was in like a speedo and goggles yeah not like a vest wetsuit fins flipper you know the whole kit and caboodle yeah so that was uh, really the only part that like i ever found to be like slightly difficult
0: well, I think they also sometimes now do the thing where they move the brick across the bottom of the pool. Like I've seen in training videos of that too. Like you move yeah, it, we come did, up, We did down. some
1: sort of brick thing. I rem- And I can't remember what we did but like I think it was like a treading water thing where you had to like pass it back in a line. Oh, we okay. did do a parachute where you had to hold up the parachute as a team. Uh, at the end, like it was like the Friday of like week one. So it was like, it was, like week one, day five. It's like that, that's how they do it so they do like week one day five or like week two day two whatever uh-huh. it was like two two yeah so it's like one five day that's how they like describe it yeah and like you had to hold up a parachute like that was hard but like yeah. overall at it no point at no point did i ever think i'll i'll not be able to do this like i should probably quit i mean dude we were done at like two o'clock like we, and then when we get done with that stuff, then we'd get dressed and we'd go into like a classroom and learn yeah. like, you know, uh, skill like technique. Yeah. yeah, like your basic like medical skills, right. CPR, things like that. Yeah. Excuse me. And um, like that part I struggled with, <laughs> which um, is
0: because there were probably people who thought that was the easiest thing in the world, and right because they'd have would. been dying in the pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's all perspective. Yeah.
1: So like. Um. Yeah, so physically like nothing really like was that crazy. Um, but I will say this. I was the slowest person on my team for the running portion, and this is how slow I was. I ran and I I'm pretty sure this is the right number. It's like 9:10 mile and a half. Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a good
1: pretty quick time like nine ten. that's really not that bad right that's uh, no, no, that's that's what i'm saying because
0: nine would be a six minute mile correct yeah yeah, yeah math right um that i struggle with
1: <laughs> yeah so that i was the slowest person on my team with a nine ten. Mile so there are some half. pretty
0: quick runners then
1: we had guys that were like legitimate collegiate athletes hmm. like guy like one of my best friends that i did that durango to moab ride with yeah he he i mean he ran like in the eights like low eights okay we had like five guys that would run like low eights and i mean it was awful (laughs) absolutely awful like that the running okay yeah let me backtrack the running sucked because our team was super fast yeah so like i always struggled with the run like it was never like i'm gonna quit but it was always like damn these guys are super fast
0: Did, uh, if those, if you hadn't been the slowest one in the group, do you think it still would have been as hard? Or do you think it was the fact that you were the slowest one mentally, it made it harder for you? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Like
1: had I been on any other team, like it would have been like the run would have been like, I would have
0: been one of the fastest guys on the team, but your time would have been the same, right? It just would have been your, your positioning in the group would have been different. Yeah. So that would have made you feel better.
1: Well, and like you didn't get quote punished to be the slowest person you got the, shit on probably but like the last two guys that were the slowest had to be what's called road guard so you'd have to run up to an intersection block the intersection and then everybody crosses and then you gotta run to catch up so you're oh, like that's constantly doing this like fart lick. that's a now, really interesting punishment the dis- I would assume that the original intent and design of it was to take whoever's the slowest person and give them some speed training, like because you know sure. fartlek training helps Spent you gain fantastic, f- gain speed, yeah. f- pretty quickly. Uh huh. And so I think that was the original intention, but they obviously like our team was so stinking fast; they would just get too far. Like ahead. our like we had to have. I remember because our our instructors were not like. Like, there was, like, they were all, like, meatheads. Okay. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Uh, like, just huge guys. Just big dudes. Yeah. There was a girl that was one of our instructors, and she was a really fast swimmer. And and then, like, two big meatheads, and then one guy that was kind of, like, my size was, like, a, a good runner. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'd constantly have, like, guys from other teams that have had to run with us. Mm. That would have to come and do, like, our runs because otherwise it wouldn't like they couldn't run with us yeah um because i remember <laughs> i remember being on the beach and one of our instructor, like our lead instructor yelling at the instructors because they were all trying to get into the van to like drive with us as the, <laughs> as we were running because they just they, couldn't keep
0: up yeah wow
1: and so like we constantly had this one guy that was like really like a really fast runner there was two two guys on like that were instructors that were really fast runners and they yeah. always run with us and then our team would, like, lead us in, like, the physical portions of it. Okay. So. Huh. And, like, it's really interesting that I learned later that you're only allowed to do, like, I don't remember what it is. Aaron would know. But it's, like, a let's call it a nine-minute mile pace. Okay. Okay. But your watch never stops. So, say say the maximum amount of mileage that you can make that team run is five miles. Right? Uh-huh. You can extend that five miles over an hour or, uh, let's say three miles, three miles is more realistic. Cause then that would be like, you know, let's call it 22 minute 5k. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could extend that 5k over an hour. So you could theoretically run every time you're running at like a five minute mile pace oh, or I something see. like yeah. that. And then you stop and you do PT. Okay so like that's how as long as your watch as long as at the end of the run you're under eight minutes or nine minutes or whatever that number is like you're within their like oh that's weird zone of okay interesting yeah we have a lot of rules and i don't know i don't know anybody that was a seal instructor so i don't know what kind of rules they ever had but like our rules were really strict like they couldn't like beat us um like not like physically beat us but like make us do like pt like like they could never quote like punish us
0: do you think that's because your job wasn't necessarily a tactical one so there wasn't as much like i don't know
1: i think i think a lot of it has to do with the numbers um like we were low like census wise we were low we needed more guys in the fleet they didn't want the um, attrition like now because like too yeah because we had like no attrition rate whatsoever now okay. they have like super high attrition rates because they're getting more applicants um yeah and like and so they a lot a of it more. i think is the like underwater stuff and i don't know i don't know i don't know why like the attrition rate has all of a sudden like dropped i know they've made it a lot harder than when we were there because like my buddy that's there now says it is like it the is the attrition rate has gone up
0: yeah, what did yeah. they say? Dropped. Down. Yeah, yeah. Gone up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, like, if 25 start, like, only 10 finish. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, that's, it's, you know, it's a lot higher than it, than, I mean, nobody ever dropped. I wonder what I was there.
0: made them make that shift into making it more challenging.
1: No idea. Hmm. Probably because we have a bunch of fat rescue swimmers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Oh, yeah. How did, that's what I never understood. is Because you never have to do anything after you stop see i it's, think that's it's ridiculous not a, it's
1: not a challenge i mean you have sfts that you have to maintain but like yeah. you don't have to be in like that good of shape to maintain it it's not like being a navy seal where like or your life requires other, you your life exactly yeah your life like
0: if your survival rate shape, your right.
1: survival rate is survival is based on your physical ability to huck you know a 200 pound backpack up a mountain yeah. get shot at run through run through the woods while shooting while you know all these crazy things that you're doing on like an hour's worth of sleep Mm. you know our job is not that difficult like that's what i mean by like our job is not that difficult right like granted there's a reason why like the attrition rate is high and there's a reason why like only certain people can do the job that we we did Uh because like it wasn't easy yeah but like when you compare it to something like a Navy SEAL,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where like your life is on the line. Now, our life were like, our life were on the line a lot for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, whether you know, helicopters are not like super duper safe. I mean, they're safe, but like not like
0: it's on a plane. They can't glide. Right, like
1: if they fall out of the sky, like you're falling out of the sky and dying. Yeah, like you're not gonna survive more than likely. Yeah, um, they have auto rotations, but like, I mean. Yeah. Chances of you being at the correct altitude to be able to pull one of those off and all the other things involved with it, it's not great. Right. So, like, there's there's a lot more things. So, like, in our community, in the Romeo community, there's a lot more s- guys that were, like, very intelligent um, mm. than, like, physically gifted. And that was because of all the things that we had to do with, like, sonar and, like, all the submarine type of things. Yeah. And, like, those those aspects of your job so like we fit well into those aspects of our job whereas like you know we wouldn't have fit in with like you know seals and whatever
0: yeah so would you do you think that the military is something everyone should do or you know i used to think that i used to think that like when you were in it you thought that
1: no not necessarily i think before i got in and maybe even like while i was in i don't know but I know that I used to feel like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it would be good for everybody to serve a year or two in the military. And maybe it would kind of give everybody kind of a, like, patriotic, like, realization that, like, people people sacrifice. It's, you know, you don't you only don't sacrifice your life. But, like, it's just the fact that, like, I think a lot of people are okay with sacrificing their life for their country mm-hmm. that people don't fully grasp. And I used to think that that was important for people to understand, and I don't feel like that anymore. Why I've changed that sentiment, I don't know, um, but it has changed over time. Because um, not everybody's meant to like do be in the military. Like yeah. not everybody's made for it. Right. And I think you know we're 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 kind of seeing that a little bit now, where like there's some standards that were laxed, you know, back when I was in that has kind of led to more people being in that probably shouldn't have been in. And, you know, it's like, it was fine when I was in, but like, I don't know what, it, I don't know what it's like now. Um, I know a lot of people were getting like kicked out, but like, you know, I also was in a legal position where like I saw all of that too. Mm. So people that just didn't want to be in, like they just joined for the wrong reasons. They thought, oh, this is gonna be a super easy way to get free college. Now, I do think that if you want free college, yeah. There's a great way to get free college. And it's called joining the military. <laughs> um is that what you did for your masters? So so yes and no. So my original intent was to go to join the military to finish my bachelor's. Mm-hmm uh because i didn't feel right asking for more money like my parents would have done it they would 100 percent give me more money to go back to school and finish but like i didn't feel right asking for more money when i quit i felt like at that point since i'd given up and quit there was now my responsibility
0: to see it through by yourself yeah yeah
1: if i'm gonna do it i gotta do it by myself yeah and so that's why that was like a big portion of the reason why i joined along with like you know, I felt the need to join. I felt the need to serve. Um, and so then, like, when I was in, the intent was always, when I get out, I'll get my, finish my bachelor's degree and then do whatever. Okay. And then what ended up happening was I had a year and a half before I got out. So then I just finished my bachelor's degree. Because I didn't have, because I had, like, 120 credits. Mm. So I was like, so University of Arkansas, Little Rock, took like all of my credits and i only had to do whatever their minimum was to get their interdisciplinary degree which is like a liberal arts like hodgepodge degree you have a piece of paper right and so i did that while i was still in at jag because i couldn't deploy i couldn't do anything it was just a lump on a log doing a bunch of admin work which Uh you know it's still relatively important in the grand scheme of like a modern military right but like you know not to go down that rabbit hole but uh and so then i finished my bachelor's degree there Mm -hmm. and then like while i was in of course i was like oh i want to be a i want to be a lawyer because i'm surrounded by lawyers yeah and i'm like this seems like something that i'd be really good at and then i took a single practice lsat test i didn't even finish the test (laughs) Didn't even finish the test. I was so pissed off from the questions. I don't know if you've ever taken an LSAT, like any no, of those questions. Not they're, really so, what time. <laughs> they're so terrible. It's like, I'll give you a quick example, okay? Um, Bill, Bill and Wilson are uh, both traveling to the church, okay? And along the way, Bill stops at a gas station... Matt stops at a convenience store Mm -hmm. and Wilson stops at his house. Okay. They all stop and get a drink. What drink did they buy? And it's like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? What drink did they buy? You never said anything about a drink or it'd be like, Uh, these three people are all going to the railroad station and, um, Bill drives a blue car. Matt drives a green car. Frank drives a black car. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what did Bill have for breakfast? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's all these logic questions and I'm not (laughs) good at logic questions and I totally just gave up and I was like, fuck this. So I didn't do that. That book is still in my office by the way haunting me and i was like well i'm never going to get a job with just having an interdisciplinary degree Mm -hmm. so then i was like i need to have some sort of like set post postgraduate degree and i was like so then that's when i stumbled upon the like MBA and um the msm msm yeah um not not uh msn (laughs) or whatever you were doing yesterday huh. where you couldn't spell msn oh yeah the Dude, that guy's email he yeah. is trying to give me the no clue what... and so so then i did that for two years and then i uh, worked at the bike shop yep and uh where i now work yeah and rode wrote a little bit so long story short is oh and in there i also trained for a marathon in six weeks and totally fucked up my knee in 2018 doing this marathon my buddy a lot of my stories surround around this guy named aaron because we always end up doing stupid shit but we uh he was on deployment coming back and i was like i'm signing you up for the marathon he's like all right cool he didn't train for it at all Mm. he comes back i have been running like you know three miles at a time yeah basic like cross-country like mileage yeah i've no mileage i've never ran anything more than 13 miles in my life at this point oh my gosh so aaron and i did a half iron man like the two years before this in 2017 yeah so maybe a year before whatever and him and i trained for a half iron man we were like this is great we died during the half Ironman man because it was in june in raleigh north carolina it was super hot oh. and, humid and gross super hilly the yeah. the marathon the half marathon had like 500 feet of elevation Wow. It was insane. And so we trained for this marathon thinking, oh, we've done a half Ironman. We'll be Gucci. So we went from like, I was looking back at my training peaks and we went from like nine miles to 13 miles to 15 miles, 17, 19 marathon. (laughs) And i did i started the marathon nice and easy i started with my wife and her friends they of course had to pee immediately (laughs) and like before mile five they had to go pee and at this point i could feel my knee like already already and i was like i cannot stop if i stop i'm done yeah so I literally did not stop until like mile 22 or 21 or something like that. And I just had a complete like blowout. And I I, I was beating my wife. Yeah. And they like passed me. I mean, I like hobbled, literally hobbled the way back.
0: Oh god. Like the
1: first like 2 miles of like having whatever happened. Like I went and saw a doctor and like some like one doctor said like It didn't seem like much. One doctor said, you know, you could have, like, damaged uh, your, it's an M. Meniscus? Meniscus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I just tell people I tore it. Uh, (laughs) Because it sounds way manlier than... Classic
0: Matt Eller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I tore my meniscus. I tore my
1: meniscus. (laughs) Sounds way cooler than, well, you know, there was some... uh, Speculation. Speculation of damage done to my meniscus uh so i haven't ran since you literally so
0: what's that two years or two year, three three coming years. up on
1: three years wow i have not ran a mile wow a single like not even half mile i bet
0: do you think it would it would mess you up like immediately? i think i weigh
1: too much right now no. i'm like 170 pounds right now
0: really yeah i would not have guessed that
1: yeah so and like when i ran and was like good at running Mm -hmm. i was in like the low i was in like 145 range 150 yeah that's 30 so like yeah so like 30 you know 20 30 pounds difference like on my joints like like if i got down like in the low 60s i'd probably be fine like evenly distributed weight talking about like the beginning of our story of i'm okay with the number it's just where the number sits and i think if i was stronger throughout and started running again, even at a heavier weight, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's getting to that point where you're like, one, you're totally cool with uh subjecting yourself to that again. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no desire to ever run again. I have no desire to do a tri, like to ever do a triathlon again. Right now, like, I sold my time trial. I sold my like time trial bike. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no desire. And like, the pandemic is obviously like. I might have done one recently had like the pandemic not happened yeah. so my wife wants to do an olympic distance so i was like well if she's if she did that maybe i'd start training again f- for that i'd like to get back into swimming because it's you know low contact kind of right. like cycling is um but yeah so i haven't ran in like almost three years like literally <laughs> i think the farthest that i've run is with my dogs like in a yard or like at a park and maybe, maybe from like my car, like where, where Katie and I used to live, uh, in our apartment, like from our car to like up to the third store, third floor door to like run in and grab something and like run back down. Cause yeah. we were late. Of course. Uh, maybe that might be the farthest that I've ran in almost three years. Oh my God. And I have no, I don't feel bad about it at all
0: hey well i don't give
1: a fuck <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a fuck uh it's great i don't i don't miss running at all i hated running the only reason why i've ever run in my entire life is for something Like I have nothing to run for like i can't hmm. like i have one of these brains that can't train or work out if you don't have a goal if i don't have a goal yeah so if i don't have like like last year i did the durango to moab like hut to hut ride so like i had to train for it because it's at elevation right it's not a long like large mileage it's like 200 and some odd miles like round trip but over seven days so like the mileage is pretty spread out elevation's tough and like packing your shit along with you is tough yeah um so like i trained pretty heavy for that but then I literally didn't ride. Like when I got home, I didn't ride until like, I didn't start riding consistently again until like recently, hmm. like a couple of weeks ago, recently, like uh, a month ago. I started riding again recently or like regularly. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I go on these tears of like, I'll train for like four to six months, just balls to the wall. Like, you know, for the half Ironman, I was doing like, two maybe three workouts a day like doing big brick workouts on the weekends marathon you know i was like running every single day and then doing big runs on the weekend for like six weeks <laughs> and then like the the hut to hut like i did a big mountain bike like uh training session for like it was like four months or five months or something like that wow. like i paid i bought like one of the workouts or whatever. yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh it's the only time i have to have an event to train for yeah something to train for and like recently i started riding again and like i don't really have a thing that i want to ride for but like i do sort of like there's a race in my home like not hometown but like hometown area that i want to do and that's been kind of motivating me to ride yeah but like my wife she works out like four or five days a week but never she's not like training for a run She's or just race workout yeah
0: yeah just to be healthy I, i'm like you I, I i like to have something because i think it it makes it more rewarding because i can like look at a workout or something i've done and i know that that's that effort that like struggle is being put towards a greater good yeah yeah,
1: putting it in the bank so then when you can go cash it out yeah at the right and i really like that yeah, like yeah. that
0: really drives me into yeah. like what i use every day when i wake up um but sometimes I mean like the running right now for this wanting to get into hunting, that's not even like a specific, specific event or anything, but it's just something I kind of created in my head of, I want to be good at this. Here's how I think I can do it. And so I kind of just like made it up and that's what you kind of have to do sometimes too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: What other questions questions you have? Cause I feel like I've talked for like at least an hour about like just my random ass life. That kind of, and that's that, not even, that's <laughs> honestly not even gotten into like that. That takes us up to like, like 2016, 2017.
0: Yeah. We'll like when to, I got out of the Navy, <laughs> we'll have to do another episode post Navy life. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, stay tuned for part two. <laughs>
1: yeah. Find out how awesome my life is now. No, my li- I can't, I can't, i can't complain about my life my life's pretty pretty awesome i mean it's not like i don't have like fuck you money like (laughs) some like some people we know and uh, (laughs) i want
0: to i would love to know who you're talking about uh
1: anyway the uh i mean if you want i can keep going I
0: think uh, I think that kind of hit everything. Uh, hey,
1: let me see your questions. Let me see what all you're gonna ask me, because the guys, because yeah. he told me that the guys had questions for me. Did you ask any of the questions that they had for me? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that job influential in shaping who you are? Yeah, the Navy. Oh. Yeah, we uh, we touched. Do on you have that. any gig goals for the future? Gig meant to write big. <laughs> <laughs> oh big goals uh we can talk about that if you want i don't have any big goals but like yeah so this goes back to my like interest-based nervous uh like nervous system yeah uh, i got super into gardening really yeah like super into gardening and uh we made our we made a garden this summer you was, should
0: talk to colin about that actually he uh who's Colin? At the bike shop oh that colin. He, has, okay. he has his own hot sauce company that's awesome yeah
1: daddle daddle peppers probably anyway my wife and i got super into gardening this summer and really really enjoyed like i I mean the joke is obviously you know i spent all this money building my garden and planting my garden and like pruning it and all this stuff Uh to save like a dollar 25 from going to the store to buy lettuce (laughs) and it's basically what we did i mean we but it's rewarding because you, you super, grew it super and you know rewarding. exactly
0: where it came from there's no preservatives oh man i mean it's i don't i can't explain it it's probably very therapeutic too yes
1: it is until like it's not like for for the brain that i have yeah like once you have that like first like mental like block yeah. or like that first like hurdle that you have to like overcome and you have a brain like i do you're just like i'm done burn it <laughs> burn it to the ground (laughs) let that bitch burn um we had like a bad like we had three zucchinis and like one of them got like some weird like disease or like pest or something and killed it and like that was the like the beginning of the end for me (laughs) and uh yeah zucchini. but like the thing is, is like i planted everything super super late so the fact that we got anything out of that garden that wasn't just like herbs and yeah. lettuce is like a miracle a <laughs> fucking miracle I mean, we got like four or five like zucchinis out of those three three gigantic plants that we planted but we also planted them like three months late
0: like it probably we, makes like difference. you're supposed
1: to plant them in like february or something we planted them in like may <laughs> some something stupid like that and uh But yeah, I was just like super proud. I mean, like super proud of it. It's like you're you plant this little seed and like this thing comes up and then you can eat that thing. Yeah, and you can give it to your family. Yeah, and like you you, it's like this weird, uh, primal
0: like providing thing. That's what I think the hunting will be like. Exactly. That's why I'm really interested because I've never killed anything in my life. Yeah, and. I've always tried different diets and at one point I tried vegetarian or whatever. And Ugh. yeah, it, d- it didn't work well for me at all. But so now I'm, I'm trying to dive into that feeling of that primal yeah. way of life that that's kind of how we're supposed to live.
1: Yeah. I'm big into the whole foods. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my, my preservative. Well, your food. chocolate pandas. <laughs> yeah. My chocolate pandas, <laughs> my preservative laden foods. Uh, and my wife, when she listens to this, if she makes it this far, um, will a hundred percent agree that I'm a glutton for terrible, terrible food? But I'm also a big proponent of like whole food, yeah, which is like the whole like um, not to say whole, whole a lot, but um, it's for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what it is. It's basically knowing where your food came from, right? I mean that's a short story of it. Like yeah. not the whole story, but like that's the kind of the, the premise the of, of it. it yeah. And like there's a really good book called Omnivore's Dilemma. Uh, you should read it. I okay. think that's what it's called. If not, I'll I'll text it to you later. Okay. But I read it back in college and it was this journalist that tried to trace like have a meal, start start with a meal, and he looked at it and said, I want to find out where all this food came from. Mm-hmm. And it was like mashed potatoes, corn and steak.
0: Okay. And mean, like. basic
1: yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was like, How? Like, I'm going to trace every piece of food back. Hmm. And he tries to do it, and he tries to do it with corn. And by the way, corn it's ridiculous. is
0: literally in everything. Everything. It's crazy how like, much. Like, look
1: it's- at <laughs> everything. I guarantee this Red Bull has high hydrogenated uh, corn syrup in it. Uh... No, it doesn't. Oh. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> I've been fact checked by myself. That's I not mean, Red Bull. <laughs> uh not a current sponsor but if you're listening (laughs) red bull gives you wings that was an unpaid sponsorship um yeah that totally like just screwed me but corn yeah but there could be like they might have changed some names i don't know i'm not smart enough to know but like at one point
0: it could have been in there yeah yeah for
1: all i know could have also been cocaine like (laughs) cokehead. um (laughs) But, like, hydrogen, like, corn is literally in everything. Yeah. And it freaked me out, like, in college. And then I was like, man, whatever. I don't fucking care. Just, like, lots of things in my life. And I still don't really care. But, like, it's, you should, like, if the book is, like, very, is I? very yeah. scary from yeah. the fact that, like, we, we incentivize farmers to grow only corn, really. When you mm-hmm. look at the whole, like, the big, like, mega, like, farms. Yeah. They really only grow soybeans and corn. Hmm. And the reason is is because they're mostly um uh subsidized by the government. I don't I don't know the specifics of it. And like I could be totally speaking out of turn here. Or not out of turn, but like off the top of my head. But um like that's the vast majority of what we grow as Americans. Yeah. And there's such a it when this book was written there was such a vast like over stock, if you will, of corn that like people didn't know what to do with it. so they they started putting it in everything. And that's like this one journalist like that's talking right is like hypothesizing that's what they did i don't know if it's actually what people did i don't know if hydrogenated corn syrup is actually really good at like preserving things no fucking clue what i'm talking about
0: it is in everything though but it's
1: literally in everything and it freaks me out that like one thing is in everything yeah it's weird But like that's where i come to like the whole foods thing is like if if i know where it comes from to an extent it makes me feel better but like Does that mean I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's? (laughs) No. But like when I get sick from eating a cheeseburger at McDonald's, am I going to feel bad for myself? No. Because I did it to myself. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? You did. Yeah, that's true. 100% did it to myself. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a big proponent of Whole Foods. Do I practice it? Doesn't really sound like it, does it? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I have big plans. Uh oh, we're gonna start my indoor gardening.
0: Oh okay, that's cool. Um, Have a little greenhouse, growing pot. Yeah, (laughs) no, for real.
1: Like I'm not growing pot. Uh, microgreens. Oh okay. You heard of microgreens? I think so. Okay, so microgreens. Um, you don't need soil to grow them technically. So they all of the nutrients come from the seed. So like Mm. they're they're superfoods. So, like, there's, they're, like, these little tiny, like, greens, like, sunflower, broccoli. hope there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Excuse me. And um, you'll have to edit my burp out. Uh. There's, like, a whole bunch of them. And you can, like, make a salad out of them. You can put them on things or whatever. Yeah. They're delicious. And they only take, like, a week to grow. Oh, wow. Because you're just, you're just getting, like, the the initial, like, grow. Yeah. So, you, like keep them in the dark they like grow a little bit and like for like the first two or three days you like keep them in the dark like with weight on them so then they grow and then you expose them to like indoor light like the indoor like heat lamps heat lamps are like indoor grow lights okay and you let those grow and then like in depending on what it is like seven to to like 14 days depending on like what seed it is yeah you have food to eat Wow, that's super cool. cool. Yeah, that is. Uh And then we're also going to probably start, like, do some uh, starters for, like, our fall garden. Okay. So we want to do a fall garden. Yeah. So that's kind of... Start and, the right month. Yeah, start on the actual right yeah. month. Uh, we just finished our <laughs> renovation of our kitchen. Mm. So that's nice. Um, we haven't used our master shower in like two weeks because it broke and i haven't fixed it yet <laughs> so that's something on the list which i think is actually going to get outsourced because uh it seems a little bit over my head i like i've done a lot of projects at the house yeah like i've replaced like the the shut off valves for like the um kitchen sink right and like i've swapped like electrical outlets and like a bunch of other like things that i can youtube yeah i could probably youtube this but like I have to cut a big hole in, like, the drywall and do some other yeah. stuff. And, like, I, apparently our neighbor knows a guy that can come in and do it. And I'm, like, I'm just going to pay this guy to do it.
0: Yeah. Bust it out in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, I, I'm i going to end up spending, like, all weekend doing it. Yeah. Instead of hanging out with Wilson.
0: Doing and, a
1: podcast. Yeah, doing a podcast that my wife will listen to. And... <laughs> mr and mrs wilson
0: (laughs) alex maybe from the shop yeah
1: i'm gonna make alex listen to it we'll (laughs) put it on the you can put it over like the shop speakers (laughs) just my soothing high-pitched voice um by the way i will not be listening to this like i'll listen to it yeah so that you get a that you get a listen yeah you get that click but like i'm not going <laughs> to listen to it like i'm going to put like i'm going to turn down the volume. i can't stand my voice for i
0: don't think people i don't think anyone likes to listen to their own voice so. i don't i don't think so either it, it's hard for me to review them too you
1: should have my wife on because she could explain why people don't like cause she's a speech language pathologist oh
0: that would be really interesting actually yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: and uh she can explain why people don't like listening to their own voice yeah voices. i would love to
0: hear why because i've always wondered she's told me i'll wait for her to tell me yeah yeah, i have no idea (laughs) yeah i I don't
1: remember (laughs) i don't remember what she said uh yeah so that's kind of like what's been going on i'm super boring life
0: Um, no i think it was i think i think it was i think that was interesting and i think we learned a lot and uh (laughs) i think maybe you learned a lot too um yeah and we'll have a a post navy episode stay tuned everyone yeah,
1: he's never inviting me back.
0: It's <laughs> like fuck this guy. <laughs> like, this
1: is the worst.
0: No, bring. Uh, you can come back. You uh, can bring some vegetables from your garden.
1: Oh, have to be like November. Okay. Because yeah, we're planting in September. Okay, we'll do October, that. October, November is probably like when things would be ready. Because we're gonna bro- we're gonna grow broccoli, uh, spinach, broccoli. <laughs> arugula, cauliflower.
0: I'll take spinach and and arugula. maybe.
1: I think we talked about doing like an everberry, like a strawberry everberry. Ooh, that would be, okay. Yeah, That's so cool. here's something really cool. Did you know there's two different types of strawberries? I did not. There's an everbearing strawberry, which produces like a few strawberries on the plant, but all year round. Huh. Like there's always a few strawberries on the plant year round. And then there's another type, and I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> like march bearing or may bearing i don't know what it's called but google it and and it produces a whole crap load for like a whole month and then that's it
0: oh interesting
1: yeah super cool and then also here's another cool fact kale kale broccoli cauliflower okra and some other things are all from the same like parent vegetable
0: oh interesting yeah huh they're like cousins
1: yeah well okay so it's like a dog it's like the dog of plants
0: okay so like
1: if a wolf produced all these like weird looking dogs right the wolf is like this parent plant that created all these weird looking vegetables
0: oh interesting yeah huh everything's connected dude (laughs) fucking illuminati (laughs) we're gonna end on that note (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone for listening (laughs) thank you matt eller for coming out
1: yeah